0: Finance Presented by Say What Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go. Hit it. Throw me the money. Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Star Washington, and you're listening to a brand new episode of What's the Finance? Um, So on tonight's episode, we're going to be basically talking about um, why in the head I haven't been able to purchase my house by now. (laughs) And hopefully this is a cautionary tale um, to you guys. Like I always say, the reason why this podcast is entitled WTF, What the Finance, is um, because I have made many dire financial mistakes, nothing that I could not recover from. And I make them a lot less by um, learning from past mistakes. And when I became a business owner and I had to learn to implement sound financial principles in order to be successful and in order to help others be successful, um, I had to get my stuff straight. So I'm in that process. Um, I don't hide anything from you guys. You guys get get to get um, the real on financials and um, how to basically navigate a world that you may not have been well-versed in. So home ownership. Um it's crazy because I'm 37, and not until the last, I'll say, six to eight months did I even think home ownership was truly possible for me. Um, I ruined my credit. As many of you guys know, I ruined my credit um, in college. I had bad credit in college by taking on loans that I had no business to, that I I knew that I... had no business doing that I knew that I would would not be able to pay off because of course I'm a college student I'm working little pity pat jobs not making a lot of money plus of course it takes time to find a decent paying job after college but wasn't thinking about that at the time I thought that money grew on trees and you know I was so the ish that somebody would say yes star Washington work from us we'll pay you hundreds of thousands of dollars not how life works but anyway um so I got my first corporate job after that I worked in insurance sales thought I was wealthy <laughs> After making nine, ten, eleven bucks an hour, when I secured my first corporate job, thought I was wealthy, making like um, thirty-five thousand dollars a year plus commission. When I would get those fat commission checks—three, four, five thousand dollars, sometimes more than that—I, y'all, my little twenty-seven-year-old self thought I was rich. So I blew a lot of that money. But the good thing is by this time, um, I knew my credit was bad. So this was probably about three to four years after college. I knew my credit was bad. So I really didn't try to buy anything on credit. Um, I had a car. I got it from drive time because I did have bad credit. But I, you know, I, because I had decent income and my expenses were, lar- were largely low and I hadn't started paying student loans at this time. Um, I had some disposable income. So, you know, I paid my car note every month or every, I think, you know, when you got bad credit like I had at the time. It was every two weeks. So I paid my car note every two weeks. Um, I had like a, a, a five year note, but after those five years I had never made a late payment. And, um, I had pretty decent credit at the time. So y'all, I just forgot where I was going with that. Oh, okay. So, so I had pretty decent credit at the time, but, um, a couple years after I didn't have sound financial principles, basically I spent way more than I made. Um, I racked up a lot of debt and then I had a depression that just, um, that made me say, I'm not paying no bills i'm not opening up any mail i'm quitting my job and um i'm not paying rent anymore you'll have to evict me because i don't feel like packing that's (laughs) that's <laughs> depression is real <laughs> real um so anyway after that I just thought home ownership was impossible and keep in mind guys this was less than a year ago um where I thought home ownership was impossible I knew my credit score was in the toilet and I didn't even think that it was possible to recover from it I thought that I had to literally wait the seven to ten years it takes for stuff to so off fall off, which isn't always the case. We'll definitely talk about that more in depth on another show. But, um... I just didn't think it was possible for me, but through my my credit repair business and through things that I've learned about credit um, while running my business, I've been able to to increase my credit score. It's not where it needs to be because it it started out so bad, but I'm definitely much closer than where I was. So now home ownership is definitely my uh, immediate goal let me tell you guys how I was hustling backwards. So I have a full-time corporate job. It's Monday through Friday, 8 to 4 30. I have like an hour and a half commute to get there. It's serious work. It impacts a lot of people. I have a a full-fledged corporate job that I devote 40 hours a week to, not including that hellacious commute. But anyway, not only do I have my job, as you guys know, I have my Business. I'm a business owner, um, able to work my business outside of my job because I own an online franchise. So I'm able to work business anywhere, anywhere that there's Wi-Fi, anywhere that I have a, that I have a smartphone. So business in the beginning, I just took care of my hair, my nails, um, going on a couple of vacations, which was cool because honestly, that's all I I really want. I When I said I wanted to start my own business, I wasn't thinking about building generational wealth. I wasn't even really thinking about replacing my full-time job. I just wanted to be able to live nice. I like nice things. I like looking good. I like being high maintenance and maintaining myself. So I didn't want to have to just pull from that fixed income corporate check. So I knew I needed a business to be able to have some, some fluidity. So in recent month my income from my business has surpassed that of my full time job which is great not complaining about it I it It happened so quickly. Well, it took time, but it kind of just started growing like a fire after tax season. Y'all, as a credit repair professional, people love to get their credit fixed with their taxes, which I love too. But anyway, it just kind of blew up after that. But let me tell you how I made um, a big mistake, why I give myself the WTF for the day. I think I'm going to start doing that every episode. (laughs) But why I give myself the first inaugural WTF because instead of saving money for my business I start- rich again <laughs> like okay star years have passed and you still don't value money now I value it a lot more than I used to but my my the reasoning that I gave myself was you work really hard um, you know you're gone all day you work your job full time you work your business you deserve to, to basically live nice and that was a mistake because one should have been using the income made from my business to invest back into my business. Um, so it can continue to grow because without any type of investment in anything, if we're trying to lose weight, we have to invest in our eating habits and exercise. Um, if we're trying to have a, a a solid relationship, we have to invest in and quality time and you know, making ourselves a better person, um, and communication, that sort of thing. So when you have a business, you have to invest into it. But because my business turned a profit so quickly, I didn't think about investing back into my business. Basically, I kind of, for my first couple months in business, blew the money, (laughs) just started blowing the money. Um, so after that, I, I started getting better. I wasn't blowing the money, but what I did start doing was, um, Missing a lot of time from work. Now, guys, I do have to miss time from work because I am my dad's sole caretaker. My dad had a stroke February of last year. Um, I live with him. He hasn't been able to work or um, maintain himself like pre-stroke since the stroke. Um, So, you know, I take care of him. If he has a doctor's appointment, I I'm the one to take him. I give him his medicine every day. I make sure he has meals every day. I wash his clothes. I take care of him. So I'm on, um, a family medical leave at work because, you know, he has congestive heart failure. He had a massive stroke. Um, he's also 78. So he has a lot of other medical conditions. So I never ever know when I need to take off to, um, to, to tend to him. So I have FMLA for that um, because when he had the stroke I was out of work for a long time and you know different things happen I have to take him to appointments sometimes he has little spells that sort of thing so my job is protected so this is the WTF guys so I love my dad I'm definitely a daddy's girl i instead of utilizing that protected jobs that protected job status for when there is an emergency. Um, if I didn't like how he sounded while he was snoring or if he seemed to be in a mood or if he seemed like he was gonna be lonely being at home that day. I was really, really liberal in the time that I took off to attend to him, which would not have been a bad thing, but it was not paid. <laughs> and the reason why I probably was lot more liberal than normal is because yeah, I was taking... Time off from work that wasn't paid, but I had a business. You know, I was looking at my business checks and my my business income, and I was like, hey, so what? You're missing five, six, seven hundred, a thousand dollars. One check, I was a thousand dollars short from from taking so much time off to attend to my dad. And the thing the thing is, it wasn't. I could have found an alternative solution if my job was my only income probably would have gone to work twice the amount of time that I've gone in the past three months. Um, I was just kind of very, I was very loose with the time off, let's say that. Um, and that wasn't smart because I have a business that I can operate both and be successful but because I had the business dollar signs in my eyes I forgot about my job or not forgot about it but said hey doesn't matter WTF but home ownership how um I'm really paying for that mistake right now and actually I learned that by talking to one of my good friends my business partner who is closing on her home in August and she of course also does my business she works full-time Time and she was telling me that um, her empl- her lender only wanted to see income from her job because she didn't file tax te- she didn't file um, taxes on her business income last year. But this year she's going to have to file taxes because her income has probably tripled since last year. And um, when you are purchasing a home, and I didn't know that, but when you're purchasing a home, everything you do basically everything you show um to get qualified it has to be taxable come they want to see that on a w2 um the reason why this presents money laundering um <laughs> i mean they don't want you to you know be some big time dope boy that you able to you know put fifty thousand dollars down on the house but hey where did that money come from <laughs> so they do that as a checks and balances plus they want to be sure that um that you're able to pay your mortgage. Nobody wants to go through the process of trying to get you, get you out your house and then you end up with a foreclosure. So they wanna see taxable, verifiable income. But for my, let's say the last three months, my taxable, verifiable income is probably half of what it should be because I've taken so much time off. So because of that, um, it it's going to be harder for me to qualify for something that I truly could qualify for because I'm not showing the m- amount of money that I'm making for my job. So that's not smart but for that reason. And then also more money better than less money. <laughs> I had a, a like a come to Jesus meeting with myself. I said, okay, star, more money is better than less money. Um, yes, you have a business, but I have a car that needs to be paid off. I have student loan debt that I'm paying off. And then, of course, I want to purchase a house. Well, with home ownership comes lights and water and gas and Netflix and food in the refrigerator, washer, dryer, new appliances. And what if something happens? Emergencies, like I talked about a couple episodes ago. And then also I need to furnish the home. And I don't want to put all of that stuff on credit. As a matter of fact, I want to put very little on credit. I want to utilize my credit for the big things that count, like my car and my home and maybe a credit card for emergencies, that good mix of credit, tip, tip, tip. (laughs) But um, you know, by being able to work my job and do my business, then I can save a lot of my business income for, you know, other expenses that I know that I'm going to need. So that's why I give myself the big WTF. One, I cut down my verifiable income to qualify for the home. And then two, basically, I cut down on how much um, I would have been able to save by purposely cutting my income from my job. So I am on a 90 day perfect attendance kit and I'm doing it for a couple of reasons. One, um, I need I need my coins from my job. I need that income because in the next couple months, I definitely pay, plan to be talking to a lender, so I need my money to show. And then two, I um I've just learned to be more grateful of my current situation. And a lot of you guys know that I'm itching. I mean, itching to be able to be 100% self-employed. And a lot of you guys are also. I know a lot of people come into my DMs or send me a text message and you say goals or when you hear me talk about me wanting to be self-employed and a lot of you have those goals too but so what I want to tell you guys tonight is that's an excellent goal to have but man it is definitely an excellent position to be to be in to have a job and to have your side hustle especially when your side hustle starts to replace your primary income and don't feel pressured I know when you it sometimes and even though I'm my own person I'm very confident um I try to think my own thoughts and make my own decisions based on what's best for me. A lot of times, it's easy to get sucked into what you see on Instagram. People seem like seem like they don't have a job at all, or they just have their business and they're living this lavish lifestyle, and everything's great. They're dressing designer, they're on all these trips, they're showing you their Ruth's Chris um, receipt, from balling all out on steak night. Um, if you need to keep your job. Keep your your job. You're not on any type of timetable. And that was what I really had to focus on because I thought I was on a timetable. I was rushing the process, trying to make it go much faster than it had to go. So my whole thought was, I'm not going to be working this job in like four to six months, year at the the most. Who cares if I miss some time? Because missing time, not only did I miss that income, but 90% of success is showing up so if I'm only there 50 to 60 percent of the time I'm not gonna be very successful my numbers aren't going to be very good I didn't show up um in my line of work there's really nobody to do the work that you leave behind so it just piles up and up and up and up makes it a very stressful environment um so I just made life more difficult on myself by missing out on the money by when I from when I did go to work I was stressed out because I was always trying to play play catch up and I think to tell you guys this um I I missed out on a couple pay raises because I didn't qualify based on my numbers and my numbers were bad because I I wasn't half going oh I know (laughs) WTF but the thing is so I really you know I told you guys I had that that come to Jesus meeting and I prayed about just the whole situation you know I told God everything hey God you know I want to purchase a home you know I desperately want to purchase a home you know I desperately um want to be able to be 100% self-employed and I I want to be also be able to know patience help so the Lord told me and I told my friend this y'all ask her she would tell you the same story (laughs) to that, I need to bloom where I'm planning. I needed to be grateful for my current situation. That God wasn't going to make me a ruler over the big things because I wasn't proving to, I, I didn't prove to be faithful in the little things. And I wasn't grateful for the situation that I was in. So guys, um, I went out of town, came back, totally changed my attitude. This is my second week. So far I have perfect. Attendance. I've pretty much been on time. Haven't taken any time off um, for things I'll, for things that I can control, and I've just had a better attitude, and that has made me be much much more successful at work. And um, I'm also attracting a lot of new business partners and clients in the process. And it's just amazing how just that change, that shift, that mental shift has me seeing things so much, seeing things so much differently. And. I'm practicing patience and now I know that home ownership is coming I actually have a plan for it so this is what I'm gonna do and um anybody listening to the podcast y'all like I said I'm not a professional I research I read a lot of stuff I talk to a lot of people wealthy people people who have excellent credit and are, are excellent with their finances to get their impact their in Im- their um their input but that's a lot of you guys out there there a lot of you guys are successful in that area so if you need to drop me a line or leave me some advice or pull me to the side when you see me please do because I'm gonna be under that that umbrella of WTF <laughs> for a while because I have a long way to go and I th- I want this to be a journey together. So anyway, so my plan is to try to save my business income. No, 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 I said that wrong. What I'm trying to do is save all my work income. I'm trying not to touch it. And I'm trying to live off my business income. And I was busy last Saturday, but this next Saturday, I'm um, I plan to get a separate bank account with um, a separate debit debit card and everything because I want to just stack the business, the, stack my nine to five money, so my lender can see that there. Plus, I'm gonna have to pay my down da- down payment out of my verifiable income. So I want to stack that. And then I want to just try to live off of my business income because I want to see if I can really do it because it's different when you're living off your business income, but you have a job to supplement it when it's just a hundred percent business income and there's nothing to supplement it. Things can be completely different. So that's going to actually give me um, a true were a viewpoint of am I able to really do this so we'll see Um, I haven't quite started it off yet Um, I'm also um, trying to my goal is to to pay off my car before I purchase a home because I don't want to have a car note and a mortgage at the same time so I'm actually bouncing between a couple of ideas one is to try to live off the business income and And then two is to um, pay off my car. But as I'm talking this out with you guys and next podcast, I'll let you know what I figured out because I want to consult with some people that know about this kind of stuff better than me and also do some research. Um, But I'm but one thing for sure (laughs) is I'm taking my ass to work. (laughs) I'm going to work, and not only am I going to work, I'm going to work with a good attitude because it, it really is a ble- a blessing to be able to do both. So um, that's it, guys, for tonight's episode of What The Finance, WTF. As always, um, let me know what you think of the show. You can um, shoot me a text at 386 386- you can send me messages on Facebook or Instagram I'm star with two R's Uh, Washington on Facebook I'm the star Washington don't forget those two R's on Instagram if you want to learn more about what I do how I can help you repair your credit or launch your own financial franchise um, you can check out my website www.starrwashington.com All right, guys, thanks for tuning in. Until next episode, don't get the WTF award. (laughs) Try to avoid that at all costs. Bye.